0: Hey there friends, I am so excited to have you as a part of today's episode because we are going to be diving into another really great guest episode with Samantha Mabe. And we are going to be talking all things website. Do you need a website? What should your website have? How do you make your website work for you? If you already have a website and it's not converting for you, what things do you need to be looking at? We are getting down to the nitty gritty here and this episode is going to give you so many tangible things to walk away with. If you are thinking about DIYing your website or you already have a website, maybe you're looking to hire out for that next step or maybe you just need to go back and refresh some things to make sure that you are utilizing your website to the best of its ability. So I'm so excited for this conversation. I can't wait to dive on in. Let's just get right to it. I can't wait for you to meet Samantha to learn all about her business and get out a pen and paper and get ready to take some notes. desire. Let's dive on into the show. Hey there, everyone. I am so excited to welcome Samantha to the podcast. Thank you for being here with me today. Thanks, Aubrey. Yeah, I am so excited to dive into our topic today, all about websites. But before we do that, I want to give my audience a chance to get to know you a little bit about you, your background, your business. Tell us all the juicy things.
1: (laughs) I'm Samantha Mabe. My business is Lemon in the Sea, and I do primarily Squarespace and some Kajabi website design. I started it in 2015, offering pretty much any graphic design anybody could want, which I think a lot of businesses do, and then honed in on really loving websites and the strategy and design piece that comes together in that. So I work with all kinds of industry experts, health and wellness professionals, coaches, creative entrepreneurs, I have worked pretty much with any industry and really what I love to do is help people get an online presence that they're proud to share and that helps them bring in new clients that are the right fit for them.
0: I love that. So you did the pivot that a lot of my listeners are probably either like they've been thinking about doing or they just feel like I just need to keep you know, offering all of this stuff for everything as opposed to kind of honing in on that one thing. So I would love to just get your perspective on that because I think that holds a lot of people back, right? Like they go into it and they're not really sure what they want to offer. So they start off by offering a little bit of everything just to kind of get their toes wet and to get a feel for things. But then the thought of actually niching down and saying like, I want to get known for this one thing feels completely overwhelming because they think in their head, I'm going to be closing myself off to all these other clients that could potentially hire me for Pinterest management or podcast manager or whatever it is that they're offering, you know, a little bit of everything. So can you talk to us a little bit about that transition for you and maybe debunk that myth that when you do kind of hone in on one thing that it closes you off to a bunch of different clients?
1: Sure. So I, so my background, I have a degree in architecture and so I learned lots of design when I was studying that. And then I worked at a small business where I learned to do their, some of their accounting and did graphic design. I started my business when my husband and I relocated for his job. And at the time I was like, well, I don't even know, like I didn't know online business was a thing. So I was basically freelancing for my former employer and trying to run a blog was my goal. And my aunt reached out and she was like, my, uh, my cousin needed a website. She is an actress and a performer and she basically needed a resume website. And I was like, oh, well, I can do that. And then I had people reach out for wedding invitations and like other things. And I was like, okay, I can like, I can put all this stuff together. And eventually I figured out that doing brand and website design for other businesses was a way that you could make money and run a business. And I did that for a while. And what I found was that I really loved the website piece. And I did not like the brand design piece. Um, I didn't like having to sit there for hours and pick a font. I didn't like trying to hand draw something and make it look all pretty. It just, it was so stressful for me to try to serve that part. And at the time, the, everybody I knew was offering both the brand and the website. And I was like, I just really don't like it. So I went and just started talking about websites. And so I had people hire me for that. And I would refer them to somebody else if they needed brand design. And I think I made that full switch in 2018. So it's been about five years and it's been really beneficial. I have a process that I love and that works really well. That is the thing people know me for. So I get a lot of referrals from people because they can say, look, she is a Squarespace website designer. She's exactly what you need. They, people are much more willing to sign on because they know exactly what's included. And most of my clients have already developed their brand, so we don't need to do that whole background piece too. So it really helped me to build out a client base of people that I love working with and doing something that I really enjoy.
0: Yeah, I think you hit two things that I think I would just want to reiterate too. Uh, the one piece of sometimes you have to, I, I kind of equate it to like, you have to kiss a few frogs before you find your prints. Like sometimes we wish that we could just know, oh, this is gonna be the thing and this is gonna be the thing that I love. and. a lot of us, before we get into the online space, we don't even know like what's available to us to do. And it's like, oh, people will pay me to do this. That's awesome. Um, So sometimes you have to go through that process of trial and error and figuring out and trying things before you do find that thing that you love. So don't be afraid of that. And I love that you, you went through that. You're like, I just realized, you know, it's not that I hated the whole process. I just didn't love this one piece. And so I realized like, Hey, I don't, I don't have to offer that if I don't love it. I think that's the beauty of having an online business in a traditional job. Sometimes we have to do things we don't love doing. And in our own business, we get to call the shots. And then the other piece that you said was, once I started doing this and I became known for this, it was so much easier for me to, for almost for your business to work for you because people knew what you did. You got the results because you weren't trying to be everything to everyone. You were able to learn and grow and focus on this one thing. And people were able to refer you. And I think that's like the big misconception is that by honing in on one thing and really getting good at that, you get really great results for your clients and then your business can grow for you. Like you don't have to always spend all this time doing all the forward-facing marketing because people are going to be singing your praises and it's easier for people to say, yeah, she does exactly this as opposed to, well, she does a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And sometimes people, especially I know for me too, like especially when it comes to website design, if that's something that I want and I'm gonna hire out for it, I want somebody who knows what they're doing, right? Like, I don't want somebody who's like, oh, I like kind of do this on the side, like, I, but I also do these other things. I want, if I'm going to pay to have somebody do my website, I want somebody who knows what they're doing.
1: Yeah. And I found when I was offering to do kind of anything, I was treated like a VA for mm-hmm. somebody's business where they would just assign me tasks and that is great for people who want to work that way. But for me and my family, that was just not what I wanted to do. And so by being very specific in what I offer and the process that I offer, people know what they're getting. And so I have a lot less of kind of feeling like I have to enforce my boundaries because it's very clear from the start.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk a little bit and I know that we had shared, talked about this before we press record, um but a lot of my audience is at that place where they're getting started, they're diving into this and then they ask the question like do I do I even need a website or it just feels overwhelming and so they're like I don't know what would you say um is a reason for going with a website? sooner rather than later? Or do you have any thoughts on that? Like when you're getting started, like why a website would be a really great uh, addition to your online business?
1: I tell everybody to get started with a website pretty early. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you need to hire a website designer to do it for you. Uh, But you can start establishing your online presence in a place that you're in control of. So I think we've all heard you don't own your social media. So we don't want to rely just on that. Your website also starts building um, its SEO, its search engine ranking as soon as you put it online. And so the earlier you can get stuff up, the better. I have blog posts that I wrote back when I was doing brand design in like 2016 that are still bringing traffic to my website, that then I'm converting into website clients. So you want to start building that online presence for the search engines for, and, and just to have a place to send people that is not go check out my Instagram or joke, go check out my Facebook. When you get referrals from Facebook groups, it drives me nuts. When if somebody says, well, this, I loved this person, you can call them or check out their Facebook page. I'm like, I'm not going to trust somebody on a Facebook page. And I'm certainly not going to make a phone call to somebody I've never know nothing about. So I think having a website, even if just it's a basic, something you installed a template on is a really great way to start building authority and trust with potential clients.
0: I I agree. And I think um, it it can feel overwhelming to start, but I I do feel I had a, I had a website. I actually started out with Squares a Squarespace website when I was first getting started. And I really think it just almost for me too, it gave me a little bit of confidence. Like, Hey, I, I have a website. I have a domain that you could go to aubreyballick.com and somebody's going to be able to learn about like what I have to offer. Um, but when you're first getting started again, like I said, it can feel overwhelming. So what would be some recommendations that you would give? I know you said like, even if it's just a basic website, like what are things that you would want to have if somebody wants to start offering their services, want to have a place to send people? What are some of those must-have things that they should have on that website?
1: I like to tell people to start simple and really just get up the basic pages. So have a page that talks about your services, that talks about kind of what it is you do, have a contact page that gives them a way to get in touch with you. It can have a form. It can have your email address. I really like to have four-page websites. So you have a home page and an about page in addition to that. But even if you feel like you're not ready to write your entire about page, having at least a page where people can see what you do and a contact page to get in touch with you is going to help. And then start your content marketing early. So set up a blog. Um, most people aren't ready to start a podcast when they get into the online world, but set up a blog and just start creating content. It doesn't have to be super polished. It doesn't have to be long, but get something online so that you can start building that trust with the people that find you and you can start showing the search engines that you exist and that you do know what you're talking about.
0: I love that tip. I'm a huge believer. And like you said too, like we don't own social media and it can, I think it's a little bit easier because a lot of us have been on social media. Like we have our personal social media pages. So starting something on social media, when you're starting a business feels a little, there's not as much resistance, right? Like I'm sure showing up and showing your face that can feel kind of scary, but it's like, Blogging. I don't even know what I would talk about. I don't even know what I would write. Um, But I love that you're saying, like, have something that's yours, have something that gives something. If somebody's going to land on your website, like, you want to give them some context into what you're doing. And it also can show, hey, she knows what she's talking about. So I love that. Now, you mentioned Squarespace and Kajabi as the platforms that you like to focus in on. Is there a reason why um, you like those platforms? Is that, Are those good platforms for people who are looking to get started? What would your recommendation be?
1: I love Squarespace for almost any business, um, especially if you're just getting started. It's pretty easy to figure out how to design something for yourself. Um, it's got really good integrations with kind of everything that you might need to run your business. So that's a great place to start. I don't think Kajabi is a good place to start because it's primarily a course platform and it Mm -hmm. is expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, so I only recommend that for people who want to have an online course and then they just want everything else to be in that same place. Um, so the reason that I offer it is because I've had clients who have already built out a course and they just want to be able to have a website for that. Um, there are also, you know, WordPress, Wix, show it. There's tons of different platforms out there. I think when you start out, you have to experiment a little bit, see how, Tech savvy you are, and how much you want to get into the tech. Um, WordPress can be a lot more intimidating for people if they have never done any kind of web design. Um, And you just kind of have to take a look around and see what it is you want to offer. So, all of those platforms are going to offer a blog, which is great you, it's really helpful if you kind of know if you want to sell something in the future on your website, because that can help you narrow it down a bit. But I think Squarespace is a great platform to start out on. Um, it is, you know, you do have to pay for it. There are WordPress sites that are free, but making that investment upfront can benefit you greatly because when you're building that SEO, you don't have to worry about moving to something else down the road
0: yeah I love that you touched on that because I know that recently a lot of people and I've even um for some people who are not ready to make the full investment and i have i have my thoughts on that because i I started out in the beginning afraid to take steps to like really make my business official because in the back of my mind, I think I was protecting myself a little bit of well, if this doesn't work out like i don't i i'm not out out all this money um but I've seen a lot of People doing Canva websites, um, which I think can be great, you know, to to get started. But um, like you said, you're not building that SEO. You're not leaving that kind of digital footprint for yourself to be able to somebody to go into Google if they hear of your name to be able to search you, and you know nothing else come up except for maybe your social media. So um, I definitely agree with the SEO piece of that. Um, Now, what tips would you have for somebody like, so say they create the website, they have that basic thing that you, um, that basic four page website that you said, how do we get people, you know, obviously the whole point of somebody lands on your website is to hopefully, you know, check out your services and say, Oh, I want to, I want to learn more. I want to book a discovery call with this person. I want to, you know, get a chance to learn more about what this could look like in my business. How do they actually get people to go from that homepage to, okay, like whatever the, whatever the call to action is, book a link, fill out the contact form. How do we make sure that when they're landing on that page that they're actually taking action?
1: Yeah, you nailed it right there when you said, you know, we want to figure out what that action is. So I think that's the first step is figure out what you want somebody to do when they land on your website and they see that you're a good fit for them. Um, The best way to then get them to take action is to be really clear in your copy about what you do and who you work for so that they can see right away, is this somebody that, Fits with my values, with what I'm looking for, with the type of work that I need done. And then we just want to build out our website journey so that we move people towards that number one goal of our site. From the homepage, you're going to have that first call to action in your like above the fold section. So the very first section of your website, that call to action is going to lead people to learn more about working with you. When they get onto that page where they're learning about working with you, your call to action is going to lead them to apply or book a sales call, however your process works. So the entire goal of your site is to create a journey that when somebody lands, they kind of walk through how to get the information that they need so that when they get to that services page, they can say, okay, yes, I'm ready. I have the information I need. I am ready to get on a call, apply to work with this person. Like I am ready to commit to taking a step forward.
0: Yeah, I I think you. that's such a great point too because some people get, I mean, I, I'm the type of person and not everybody is like this, but I'm the type of person where it's like, ooh, I wanna do this, great. Let's just dive right in. And sometimes I like get into it and I don't think about that process. But I love how you were saying, start with the, before you get even going with the website, like start with the journey. Like if I, if somebody lands on this page, like, what do I want them to do? Great. Okay. Like think about the next page. How do I, you know, thinking about that process so that you have that mapped out. And so, you know, going into it, if I want them at the end of the day to book a call with me, I have to think strategically, like, where am I placing those buttons or those, um, that direction for them to take action? Because I think, we can go into a website thinking, okay, this is great. Like I have this website, I've put it out there, but if there's no clear cut path for somebody to get from the website to what you want, what you want your website to do, which is of course, book more um, clients and grow your business. um, You have to think about that process too. So I love that you brought that up now. Let's talk about if somebody already has a website. So maybe they already have a website, but it's not converting for them or it's not doing that thing that they want them to do. What are some things that they should look at? I mean, like, I think that you mentioned, you know, look at that journey, make sure that that's a clear path. But is there anything else um, that they could do? Like, I know some people will ask me like, Should I have my like, and this could be such a minor thing, not like a, you know, one thing that's really causing people to convert or not convert, but like, should I have my prices on my website? So, are there any tips for somebody who already has the website, but it's they're not seeing the traffic or they're not seeing the conversions that they would like?
1: Yeah. So, a couple of the things that I see and recommend for people a lot is first, you know, you have your journey, you've checked that out, make sure all your links actually work and they go where they're supposed to go. That's a really easy fix. Um, The next thing to do is just make sure you're answering people's questions and that you have enough call to action buttons on your services or your sales page. A lot of times we Put them at the top and the bottom, and we forget that people are not going to scroll all the way up or down. So, we want to kind of intersperse them on the page. We also want to make sure that the website is really easy for people to read and it's really clear. So, I see a lot of websites right now, it's trendy to have like this tiny gray font. It looks really pretty in the design, but people cannot read it. And if they can't read your site, they're not going to stick around and they're not going to hire you. Um, so those are some of the like design elements to consider. And then you also have to look backwards. I tell people, if you are not seeing conversions from your website, you want to make sure that there's getting you have traffic to your website to begin with. Because if there's nobody coming to your website, it doesn't matter how great the strategy and design is, it's not gonna work. So Just work backwards through your data and your analytics and see, is this a website problem or is this a marketing problem where Mm. I need to do more marketing to get people to the site in the first place?
0: Yeah, such a good point. I, I agree with that too. Honestly, I tell people like you can, you can have all, you could have the best social media, like you could have all the best things, but at the end of the day, and I, I even remind myself of this, like if I'm looking at back at the past month and I'm like, I had all these goals or I had these numbers that I wanted to hit and I didn't, all of it, truly, most of it comes down to, to marketing, right? Like if you are not Every and I tell people it's like an every single day thing, it's not like a oh, I'm going to do this, you know, for a week and that's going to be my whole strategy for the month. It's like, what are you doing every single day to bring new eyes to your business of people who didn't know about it? And also, like, even the people who did know about it, they're going to need to hear about that multiple times in order to. sometimes even, you know, click the button or go to the thing or there, there's so many people who are just lurkers. Like I, I do that all the time as a consumer. I'm, you know, I think about something, I check out the website, I sit on it, I go back and I check it out again. So like, it's not always just the, well, I told them one time to go to the website and nothing happened. It's like, okay, keep doing it. So I, I love that you touched on both things because Sometimes it can be. It can be a website thing, even just something as simple, like you said, of making sure your links are all working. I, there will be constant times where I will send, like, before I publish a page or before I put something out there, I send it to my husband. I'm like, can you go through this and just like click everything? Can you make sure things are working? Or I have him like go through the process just to make sure everything's firing correctly because we think we're like, oh, I checked all the boxes. But sometimes until you have somebody who is not you go through that process. You don't realize like, Oh, this, I didn't have a link here. I thought I did. And I didn't actually publish it or I didn't put the right link. So, um, both really great points. I'm glad that you brought those up. Um, is there anything else that people should consider before, um, either diving into a website or just looking at their website as a whole, that would be helpful for people as we start to wrap this up?
1: Yeah, I think it's it really does go back to set that goal for your website and build it all about that. And that's gonna help you with the messaging because you're going to be using copy and um, kind of a journey that makes sense to move people towards that goal. If you know you want people to hire you for website design, you're gonna be talking about website design on on your site. So it makes it really clear. Uh, the other thing to consider is you always want to look at your mobile design. So whether you're choosing a platform or you have a website and you're trying to improve it, take a look at the mobile design and the capabilities that that platform has because of my clients, at least 40% of their website traffic comes on a mobile device. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're doing your marketing on a social media platform, people are coming to your website from their phone. We want to make sure that it looks good and that it's easy for people to use. A lot of times what we think looks good on a desktop as far as the size of something doesn't translate very well onto a phone. The The buttons need to be bigger. The spacing needs to be a little bit larger for people to actually click on things. And people have very short attention spans. So if, it get, if they get frustrated with something, they're just gonna go find somebody else. Um, so that's a good thing to remember. And then we also want to... As we build relationships in our business and we start to get referrals because I know, you know, you and I both have a lot of referrals in our business, we want to make sure that people can then come to our website and see, yes, this is what this person does. I can very clearly figure out how we could work together. You know, you mentioned, do I list pricing on my website? I always recommend having some kind of price to give people kind of an idea of what the investment's mm-hmm. going to be. We don't want to shock them into thinking that, you know, oh, I'm going to pay $3,000 for this website, but it's really $10,000. Um, so I think that's a big thing too, is just kind of knowing your audience and knowing what they need to hear and what they need to know before they're going to work with you. Um and then you can get into the design, where you're choosing images and colors and fonts and all of that stuff. But really, that's kind of a secondary piece after the strategy is in place.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, one last thing that I was thinking about when you were talking to, if I guess, what would you recommend? Like, or or what is the right? I'm sure there's no right or wrong answer here, but. If somebody wants to do a website or maybe the website that they have, they're like, oh, like I'm not loving this anymore. It's, you know, it was my first one. Like what is is the route they should take or the decision that they should make? If it's like, I'm going to DIY this or I'm going to hire somebody to do this.
1: If you have been in business for a while and you've kind of settled on the type of service you offer, the process, the type of client that you want, I think it's a good time to hire somebody. If you're still working through all of that, and it's hard to say, like, if you've been in business a certain number of years, I worked through what I wanted to offer for years before Mm -hmm. I settled on something. um, That's a good time to DIY because you want your website investment to last a long time. And so if you can DIY until you are able to say, this is the style of like, these are the people I work with. This is the way that I offer my service. Uh, you can get enough clients to test all of that out through a DIY website, and then you can go hire a website designer and you're going to be able to answer all those, their questions. Mm -hmm. You're going to be able to really see the benefit because they will have all of that knowledge that then they can put onto the custom website that they're building for you that should last you for years to come.
0: Yeah, such a good point. It's and it's always that interesting question of like, when do I, where where do I spend the money, money? Where do I DIY? Because I I'm a firm believer in both. I think there's times and places for both. Some things it's worth going through that process of figuring it out and challenging yourself. And you always kind of have to weigh the battle of, am I gonna devote time to this? Because doing a website like it's gonna take you time, or am I gonna devote money to this? So I love that you gave that perspective too of sometimes you have to you have to be clear on those things because hiring somebody is is both going to take time and money like but if you have some of those clear pieces of the, yeah, yes this is who I work with and this is what I offer, it's going to make that process for them a lot smoother, and then you're going to be able to walk away with a product that really speaks to what you do. So um, this has been such a great conversation, and I know it's going to be so helpful for my listeners who are in that place of do I start a website or like I have a website and and what kind of things can I do to make sure that it's working for me. So I really want to thank you for coming on today, and I also want to give you a chance to share where my listeners can. learn more about you, what you offer, anything that you have to share with them. I I know they would love to go check out more about what you have.
1: Yeah. So I uh, am at lemoninthesea.com. I'm on Instagram at lemoninthesea. It's really easy because the business name is pretty unique. Um, And then I actually have a new freebie that I created. That's an AI homepage writer. So it helps you write your headline and an introduction and your SEO description for your homepage of your website. Uh, So you can get that at lemoninthesea.com slash homepage writer. And it's a great starting point for people who are trying to figure out what kind of language they need to use on their site.
0: Awesome. We will link all that up in the show notes so everybody can go and grab that. But thank you again for coming on today and sharing all of your knowledge with us.
1: Thank you so much for having me.